1: Hello and welcome back, everyone, to another installment of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colt Molesky. Alongside me tonight, Nico DLG. He's going to be on the ones and twos, making sure everything sounds pretty when this gets uploaded as you hear one of the dogs barking to let you know that I'm not home alone. Got the doggos ready. We're all ready for Houston Texans regular season football to get on their way nico i know we got a couple things to jump into but i think the most important thing is that 50 cent has inked a deal with the houston texans did you see this oh
0: no i haven't what's what's up with it
1: yeah so apparently this is according to yahoo 50 cent has inked a deal with the houston texans he it's a multi-year deal uh with jackson's sire spirits llc and g unity foundation so Uh, I think it's safe to say 50 Cent is part of the Houston Texans organization. This is, I mean, this is the biggest news of the day, right?
0: Oh, no, this is huge. Actually, funny story. My brother has met 50 Cent in a club once.
1: No way. Uh, What?
0: Seriously? Yeah, yeah, seriously. He was out out one night with his buddies, and he was there. He called me at 4 in the morning. And I wouldn't answer my phone because I was obviously sleeping. And he was like, he left me a voicemail. And he told me that he was going to tell 50 Cent that I was a bad brother because I didn't answer him.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Unfortunately, you and 50 Cent apparently are off to a bad start. But the Houston Texans and 50 Cent are off to, uh, off to a, a banging start, I guess, <laughs> on the same page. That's hilarious that he met 50 Cent out at the club. I, you're, Corey's a higher roller than I thought. I. Uh, Gotta recalibrate right how think. History...
0: Story... yeah, his stories will surprise you. It's 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 funny the places he's been.
1: Well, I'm impressed. That uh that threw me through a loop, but you know what? I uh, I guess we're moving <laughs> we're moving right along here to uh to the main the main topic for today. One one of the main topics. I wanted to start this show by touching a little bit on what we touched on on Friday's show talking about the theme of this season, I think, for the Houston Texans is a new hope. And I know I mentioned this a little bit Friday, but it's a new hope because the shroud of indecisiveness, the shroud of indecision is off of the Houston Texans franchise. They don't have the cloud of Deshaun Watson over them anymore. They don't have the cloud of indecision at quarterback over the top of them all that they have ahead of them is figuring out what's next and finding out how valuable the the pieces on this roster are. And really, if you look at last year's team in comparison with the rest of the NFL, I know that this is something that may be bad franchise. Maybe this is a stereotype of bad teams. But really, if you look at their stats, they were only slightly off in a lot of categories from getting better and from being a a pretty middle of the road team which if you're a bad team that's kind of what you want you want to find that middle of the road or just find what you have in those young pieces so this year officially the near the year of new hope and I think as far as a ceiling for this team I'm going to say last year's Lions is the ceiling for this team and I know that record of 3-13-1 doesn't seem all that appetizing but If you look at that team, the Lions had eight one-score games. They were in a lot of games. They won some games, and they had some young talent that showed up for those games. They had some young talent that showed out for that Lions team, and they still were able to capitalize on a solid draft the year after That season, and I think that's what you want for the Texans. You want to be in. You want to show that you're competitive. You don't just want to go away. You don't want to be blown out. You want to show that you're competitive. That you have some fight. That you're not a losing franchise. We saw that with Brandon Cooks talk about how you know these are real NFL players. There's veterans on this team, and that they don't just want to tank. And I think that if you show that spirit, that fight, that grit that you saw from that Lions team, despite the record. I think that's a promising start. And then you're able to capitalize on some of those draft picks as well. Plus... If you see where you are with that young talent, that gives you a more clear path of what you need to do in the draft. Do you need to move up for a quarterback? Do you need to move up for offensive line pieces? Skill positions, obviously going to be a a big part probably of next year's draft, but it gives you a clear path of what you need to do. You're not languishing and, hey, we're not sure where we're going. We're not sure where these pieces are going to be next year. So there's a little bit of indecisiveness maybe in that draft. I think that this is a – a chance for this team to not only show some fight and some passion, but also give themselves a clear direction for the next couple of years. When I refer to those stats about how they are right there with the middle of the league, if they just show slight improvement, let me throw some stats out for you guys. Texans, 300 yards from going from 7th worst in the NFL in passing yards to 15th that's the difference 300 yards and they're middle of the road in the passing attack under 500 rushing yards is all they need to go from the worst team running the ball to middle of the road that's all it takes if they have right around that 430 450 rushing yards more rushing yards than they had last year That would put them right around middle of the pack running the ball. And you saw from earlier this season, we'll get to these young players in a second. That's going to be the second half of this. But you saw that they are finding their guys, Max, on this team now. Pierce, Damian Pierce, has really shown that he can be a valuable young piece on this roster. So if you just have a few more games where you're really pounding the rock, you go to a middle-of-the-road team as far as running the ball on defense. If they allow just 200 passing yards fewer than they allowed last year, they would go from the 10th worst team defending the pass to middle of the road. Again, these are incremental incremental jumps, but that gets them from categories where they're bottom 10 bottom five in the league, worst in the league, to middle of the road. And if you're a, a franchise that's struggling, that's what you want. You want those incremental differences to make those those baby steps up to being a good team again, to being fringe contention again to make the playoffs. It's not going to all happen really at once, especially when you're deficient in talent in certain areas Behind so many teams or when you have some roster depth issues like we touched on on Friday's show. But if you make these incremental jumps, it's going to make a big difference. Same in scoring. Six scores, six touchdowns is all it takes to get out of the top five worst scoring teams. Third, to be exact. Third worst scoring team for touchdowns to middle of the road. Takes six touchdowns. If you're just a little better in the red zone, a little more efficient in the red zone, a little more careful with the football, then you can jump up. And, again, they have to make some big improvements in other areas. But if you take those points, you can become a middle-of-the-road team pretty quickly. And those are those incremental differences that get your team out of a run, get your team out of a a really bad season. Nico, when I throw out some of these stats, is there anything I'm missing? I feel like we're already – if we're touching up and cleaning up some things – we're putting together a pretty solid team here.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I believe that this is this is really a huge like step up because yeah, we had a really we had a rough couple of years. But, you know, that's that's happened to a lot of franchises that are in such a big flow state. I mean, with so many changes, there's only positives that can come of it. Now that we have basically just this is a brand new team. This is not anything like we've seen before. And it's a lot of rookies, it's a lot of new people, so with that development, we're just going to, you know, we get to actually build and this is this is how great franchises start. I mean, like, you start, you, you're you bad, then you become average, then you become good, then you become great. Like, it's just a process.
1: That's the ebb and flow of, uh, of getting back out of a rut, too, is that it doesn't usually just happen all at once. I know that there's probably examples, but for the most part, when you see a team come back from the dead, it doesn't happen in a season or two. And another way it happens is with hitting your drafts, from top to bottom, not just hitting on that first-round pick, hitting your drafts from top to bottom. And that's the second part of this that I wanted to talk about a little bit is young players. Now, I think that we have all heard about Damian Pierce. We talked about him a lot on Friday's show. Again, I just want to reiterate, he is a really great north-south back who I don't think got a lot of play in Florida, because if you look at a lot of those tracks years when he was quarterback for Florida, they were top 15 in passing attempts per game in all of college football. That's a lot of throwing the ball. doesn't give your running back a lot of time. You pair that with the fact that uh, Kadarius Toney, Kyle Pitts was on that team. That was an aerial attack. So it feels like he didn't get a full shake in Florida. But again, a lot of people are excited. He's clearly going to be taking a lot of snaps in the backfield, taking over a lot of that role. It's going to be a lot of him and Mac. It's not just going to be Mac taking over that role uh, as maybe was the thought maybe six months ago, maybe even four months ago. But let's talk about some of these other guys. Now, I want to touch quickly on Stingley, the quarterback out of, uh, out of LSU. Now, Derek, I know that he got a lot of accolades His freshman year, uh, he had, according to PFF, he had a a 90.1 overall grade. Just to put that in perspective, the top cornerbacks in the class that we see going into college football this year, going into the 2022 season, the best corners across the country for college football, none crack 90. None crack a 90 rating. So that's where he's at. He allowed a sixty five. Passer rating allowed his freshman year. Now I know that some people will give him heat for the last couple of years, and I'll say to those people, as far as uh, 19, 20 year old at the start of pandemic, having everything thrown into flux. I think a lot of us have some uh, some things that uh, didn't go according to plan at the start uh, of 2020, and so. You know what? I know that if he has one bad game in the first month here, a lot of people are going to be pointing to those last two years and saying, "Oh, the writing was on the raw, on the on the wall." Excuse me, and and that this guy is going to be a bust. You know what? Just hold on. This is a really good corner. He has some serious talent. He can lock guys down. He can hold down the position. But also, when he is tested, he shows up as a ball hawk. Just give him some time to adjust to the NFL speed. Don't bail on this guy in the first month if he has one bad game. That's all I gotta say about that. I think that he will be more than fine. As far as the draft is concerned for the rest of the Texas, I really want to point towards some of those uh, some of those offensive linemen because I think that'll be a real key as far as how successful this last year's draft was. Looking at those offensive linemen and their ability to hit on them. Now, you have Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M and I I really, I mean, he was a highly heralded guy. I really like this dude. He has a lot of raw physical talent. Really good player for Texas A&M. Played in a couple of different schemes and systems over his tenure there. They had a couple different kinds of quarterbacks. You think about all the quarterback quarterback turnover for that offensive line last year. And then Kellen Mond running some of that uh, read option stuff a few years ago for Texas A&M. He's seen a few different kinds of things. He's been in a few different kinds of offenses. And he's just a physical, really good side-to-side offensive lineman you know going back and reading some of their uh of the grades when he was coming into the draft lots of touting of his physical skills his raw ability if they can just get that shaped and molded I think they're going to have a very solid player there which is what they need on the offensive line desperately another guy that could kind of help round out their depth though the the Austin the offensive lineman out of LSU, you know, maybe not as heralded uh an offensive piece, an offensive starter, a, a lineman, but you gotta think he was there for, for five years and, and was a star for I believe four, the better part of four years at LSU. And I know this is a cliche. I know this is a cliche, but offensive linemen who are playing in the SEC, you are you're playing. NFL pass rushers every single week. And I know that's a cliche. I know that there are plenty of busts that come out of the SEC just like there are stars. But there is something to be said for having elevated talent that you're going up against every single week at the collegiate level. And guess what? Guess what? You're just not facing that kind of talent in the Big 12. Even in the Big 10, you're still going up against some schools that there's plenty of schools in the Big 10 I know, I'm a Midwest boy, plenty of schools in the Big Ten that are going through some down years, you're just not facing the kind of talent like you are in the SEC week in and week out, and to be a starter year after year against that talent, there's something to be said for that, and I'm not saying that he's going to be an awesome lineman out the gate, but if you can just add somebody who's going to be sound as you're trying to add and build this roster, somebody who's going to add depth to an offensive line that is banged up and needs the help, that's gonna be huge. So when I'm looking at how this team, and and I'm looking at this is the, the season of new hope, this is the season of seeing what you're made of, seeing what you have, and moving forward, and building out from here. The trenches is where you win football games. The flash is all the receivers and the running backs and the, the secondary. But you win games because of your quarterback and in the trenches. And if you're able to start building that depth and building that grit and that fun, those, those fundamentals of winning where it's pushing and shoving, it's the big bodies, I think that's going to be a big deal. And so having solid picks – throughout the draft there and a couple picking up a couple of guys there, that would be huge. So then if you're able to hit on Pierce, two linemen, and a stud cornerback, all of a sudden that draft is looking like a real win. And that's how you get back on top of a division. That's how you get back from losing seasons. And that's how you figure out what the next draft should look like is winning in all of those rounds, draft after draft, and building on that. Nico, am I missing anything?
0: No, I really think that uh, our draft has been just infinitely better. I feel like the Texans have a notoriously bad track record with the draft. I feel like there's so many dynamite picks that we've either skipped or just things that didn't pan out. We've just had such a bad turnover rate on our draft picks mm. for like the past, I feel like, decade. <laughs>
1: Well, and I didn't even mention I didn't even mention him, but you talk about depth too. And Thomas Booker out of Stanford, I mean, he is no joke either, and he's going to add some defensive line depth, big nose tackle right there. He's a, a nice, quick guy that can play big and run stop a little bit. Knows his assignment, uh, and obviously, I mean. I, I'm a little biased after covering the Pac-12 for a lot of years for SB Nation, but those uh, those linemen out of Stanford, I mean, they are geared towards playing big boy football and playing kind of the opposite of the way that you saw the Pac-12 go the last decades or so where they want to go up-tempo and fast pace and spread all over the place. Stanford has really gone against the grain in the Pac-12 as far as, you know what, we're going to run the ball, we're going to grind the rock, we're going to have big offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and we're going to beat you up on the inside to go against the grain of that to their success for the better part of the last couple of decades. And so I think Thomas Booker is another guy, you talk about depth, he's another guy who's going to really add well to their depth. Uh, as far as young draft picks coming into this class. And that's what you need. You're not going to have a a home run every single draft pick. But if you can add in those later rounds depth to your team, that's how you're going to find success. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, that is all I have, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to talk about later this week. We're going to have pods throughout the week, but we're going to focus later this week on the roster cuts. That's happening Tuesday. They cut down to the 53-man roster. So we're going to be talking about that later. And then, of course, going into the weekend, the season right around the corner, we're going to try and hit you with some fantasy advice, maybe maybe some gambling advice, maybe, maybe, as well as taking a look at those, that first week and the first game lots to be excited for it's going to be a really busy week i'm looking forward to it but again theme of this episode and start of the week looking at this season it's a new hope season The, the future is in front of the texans and that's what you got to look forward to make sure you're subscribing to the podcast because guess what got new hosts It's a new era of Battle Red Radio. So make sure you're subscribing because we got a lot of shows that we're going to hit you with throughout the week. And we got you covered all season long. I'm Colton. He's Nico. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it.